The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. I was here on Wednesday, and uh, and I'm back again tonight. Um, really happy to be really happy to be here for for this happy hour. So welcome everybody. It's just lovely to have this hour every day, every weekday where we're uh, invited to cultivate the beautiful heart qualities, the classic qualities of the Brahma Viharas, metta, loving kindness, karuna, compassion, amudita, sympathetic or empathetic joy, or sometimes we just call it joy now, and uh, upeka, the uh, equanimity, that sense of balance uh, that we're able, that's actually really important in order to um, practice the others uh, in a balanced way. It needs to kind of underlie all the other forms of love. And then also uh, at happy hour, I know we practice a lot of other kind of related beautiful uh, mental states and qualities of heart, generosity and gratitude and forgiveness and patience and so many different uh, ways that we kind of tenderize ourselves, excuse me, and express our care for others. In order to meet our world, the world that we live in, with minds and hearts that want to be uh, of help, you know, to make things better. So when I was here two days ago on Wednesday, I I led a practice of uh, filling ourselves with loving kindness. And uh, I did it using uh, the words of a a little metta chant that that I learned a long time ago. And this evening, uh, or whatever time it is where you are, I'd like to talk about metta again um, and lead a meditation. But instead of filling ourselves, um, I thought what would be nice to do would be to radiate it outwards, to fill the world around us with our metta. And, you know, I, I think probably many of you, most of you are aware that, um, <clears throat> excuse me again, the way we commonly teach metta in this insight tradition is through offering phrases of uh, of well-wishing, usually including um, safety or protection, happiness or peace or both sometimes, uh, good, good health, um, and ease of mind. And uh, we usually begin with ourselves um, or sometimes with someone who's uh, easy for us to connect with, someone who's been a benefit to us in our lives. We often call that person a benefactor. Um, and then uh, gradually we expand our circle of friendliness to include friends and family and then people we don't know and then people we don't like <laughs> and then uh, all beings everywhere. So it's uh, it's a kind of a systematic way. It is a systematic way of practicing that allows us to kind of gradually develop the kind of the muscle of metta. Um, it, it helps us access. I think we access our metta first where it's easy, and then that allows us to build a little strength so that it um, it can move out from us in uh, in more and more kind of uh, difficult areas difficult directions. 
So it's a kind of gradual path of, uh, of developing the heart. And it's been practiced this way for a really long time, for hundreds of years, many, many hundreds of years. Um, but it's not how the Buddha taught it in the, in the early, and according to the early teachings, uh, the suttas. Um, in the suttas, the Buddha encourages the development of metta often. He does often. But the way he speaks of it is not in terms of specific wishes to different categories of beings. When he speaks of practicing metta, it's with the language of radiating this heart quality, sending it out in all directions with no specific targets in mind. And here's a, a chant that you might be familiar with, and it's, it's based on the most common way that the practice is uh, described by the Buddha in the early texts. I will abide pervading one quarter with a mind imbued with loving kindness. Likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth. So above and below, around and everywhere, and to all as to myself. I will abide pervading the all-encompassing world with a mind imbued with loving-kindness, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill-will. It's very beautiful, I think, that description. Beautiful thing to do, to fill the world with our care, our metta. And after uh, describing this practice in, in one uh, sutta, the Buddha um, goes on to say that one who is practiced in this way comes to know that, quote, formerly this heart of mine was confined. It was not made to grow, but now my heart is boundless, made well to grow. Moreover, my heart was limited to a certain range, but now it is not confined. It stays not in that range. It stays not in that range. <clears throat> so perhaps the range the Buddha is speaking of in that uh, in that sutta is those who are near and dear to us. You know, a kind of a a confined uh, circle of beings. And in this practice of radiating, we move. We want to move beyond that range to not confine our hearts to the circle of those who we already care for to stretch a little bit. So I'd, I'd like us to practice um, in this way this evening, uh, radiating our metta outward in all directions beyond the range of those um, who we already care about. And if you've been coming to happy hour for some time, you've probably uh, practiced in this way before, because I know I know Nikki has done uh, this kind of radiation practice, and I'm sure Diana has as well. Um, and other visiting teachers as well, probably. <clears throat> and as I mentioned on, on Wednesday, I think it's really valuable for us to have many different pathways into um, cultivating these heart qualities and expressing these heart qualities as well. The intention for this pathway um, is that the meta be wide-ranging, unbounded, unconfined, multi-directional, you might say. So, so let's, let's begin. So if you'd like to 
Take a comfortable meditation posture. A posture where you're balanced. Comfortable. At ease, but also uh, awake, present. Alert enough to be present to, uh, to what's going on inside you, in your heart and mind. You might take a few deeper breaths and uh, maybe do a, a kind of a brief body scan and any place you come across where there's tension, just breathe into that and see if it can ease up a little bit, soften, relax. In places where you habitually hold tension. Just coming into as much ease in the body as possible. And uh, if we want to be able to pervade the world with loving kindness, we might uh, want to begin by um, imbuing, as, as the chant says, our own uh, minds and hearts with it. <clears throat> so one way of uh, beginning to do that is to consider our own goodness. Consider the the wholesomeness of coming to coming to happy hour, you know, to uh, to spend this hour cultivating the heart. What a wholesome thing to do that is. It's having a practice that leads to more kindness and wisdom being willing to do that. It take time in your life to do that. It's wholesome. It's onward leading. So appreciate it, you know. Appreciate your sincerity, your effort. We all have good hearts.
So in order to move into this more uh, unbounded space, uh, we'll start with uh, with cultivating a little metta where, where it's easy in the, the way that we often begin within that more kind of confined range that the Buddha mentioned, developing a store of goodwill that we can we can share after uh, after we've uh, developed it a little bit. So to do that, just to bring to mind uh, a dear one, someone who's easy to care for, someone who's easy to love. Maybe you have a favorite uh, kind of being for this category of beings, the, the benefactor. The, the dear one. Just if you don't, you know, maybe a child. Uh, sometimes a grandparent is a is a a good choice for this. Uh, a mentor, a teacher, an animal, animal friend. The easiest being in your life to love. The very easiest being that you know. I often think about uh, Ajahn Brahm's uh, favorite favorite target <laughs> for uh, for metta to begin his metta practice. A bunch of kittens. He talks about very easy to to make you smile, to make your heart to open a little bit. So once you've <clears throat> found someone to send your metta to. Visualize the person or other being, if it's an, another kind of being, and connect with their their goodness, their essential goodness, just like you connect with your own. And let that goodness uh, inspire your feelings of care and and love for this being too to grow within you. Right, imagine the, this dear one sitting right in front of you and, and let those uh, feelings of affection and care spread within you. Just let let the care fill you up. Let your mind be imbued with loving kindness as the Buddha encourages. And then let it radiate towards this dear one. It's fine if you want to use phrases, that's fine. But I'm inviting you to simply let the friendly care and well-wishing, just let it flow out from you towards this other being. You might imagine the metta as a, a soft current of light, a bright light. Maybe not a bright light, a soft, a soft light. As bathing your dear one, you know, kind of a warm light, a soft light of metta. A gentle kind of light. 
You might see your dear one just bathed in, bathed in that gentle light. Now you can bid this dear one goodbye just for now. But let the metta keep flowing out in front of you, just directly in front of you in that same direction where the dear one was was in front of you, pervading that one quarter, as the Buddha suggests, with a mind permeated, a mind imbued, with loving-kindness, letting the inner pervasion radiate out into the world in front of you. Imagining, if you like, that the metta is a soft beam of, of warm light. <clears throat> Just let it flow out, pervading the whole space in front of you, extending far, far into the distance. And whatever is in front of you can feel the warmth of that metta. It's just like the sunlight. It doesn't have any preferences about what it lands on, what it touches. It's simply pouring out and radiating into the space in front of you, touching everything that's in that direction. 
like a lamp in the darkness. Now, continue to let this uh, metta flow out from, from your heart, but now it's flowing from the right side of your body out to the second quarter. It's like points of the compass moving from, uh, from the north, maybe, to the, uh, to the east. and letting the metta flow into the space to your right, filling that quarter with its, with its soft glow, touching all the beings that are out there to the right, pervading the second quarter of, of the space with a mind imbued with loving kindness. And if you'd like to imagine individual beings who might be out there in the path of your of your metta, uh, that's fine. Or you might just let it be more diffuse, more general, knowing there are billions of beings in in that direction, in every direction, and all of them are within that beam of your love, being touched by it. It's passing by them, it's passing through them, just like the sunlight.
And now you can let the let the love, the metta radiate behind you, just pervading all the space behind you. you might imagine your heart just beaming, beaming that light of of metta out through your back, through between your ribs. Pervading the third quarter with mind and heart imbued with loving kindness. Visualizing beings in that direction, if that makes it more accessible, or simply sensing the metta beaming into the space all the way to the horizon, just touching everything in its path. Touching everything with care, with kindness. Now the the fourth quarter to your left. I will abide pervading the fourth quarter with a mind and a heart imbued with loving kindness.
and above and below, around and everywhere, and to all as to myself. Let's let your metta flow out in all directions. The light in your heart shine out in all directions, up, down, around, everywhere. Like a lantern in the darkness that illuminates everything around, up and down, or like the sun shining on all it touches without preference. Let goodwill and kindness pervade the space, fill the space. And the Buddha said, uh, abundant, exalted, immeasurable. Abundant, exalted, immeasurable. Just continue in this way, letting your metta spread far and wide, just touching everything in its path. Imagining beings it might touch, if you like, or simply imagining the beams of metta spreading out from from you in all directions. Bathing everything it touches with that that warmth of, of metta, of love, of care. Let's continue in that way.
from the from the metta sutta even as a mother protects with her life her child her only child so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living beings radiating kindness over the entire world spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the depths outwards and unbounded freed from hatred and ill will. hope that was uh, good for for you um, I think I'll just uh, send you into breakout groups but I really hope hope you'll uh, hope you'll share with me after uh, after the breakout groups about uh, how this practice was for you and uh, you know whether it works as well as the uh, as using phrases or some or whatever other um, pathway you have into developing metta and expressing your metta. So that's kind of what I'd like you to talk about in the breakout groups too. Is like how it was this practice tonight, and uh, and and you know, does it work? This a practice without words? Does it work for you more in the more undirected kind of unconfined? aspect of it or do you prefer a more systematic way of of working with metta you know and also recognizing of course that can change from time to time but just to talk about that a little bit so let me set up the rooms if i can find the breakout room button let's see and there are 20 let's see how many of you there are 21 at this point. I'm going to make seven rooms. So that'll be three people for each. And let's see how many minutes. Let's make it 10 minutes. So you'll have a total of 11. (laughs) And I'm opening the rooms now. So discuss away. And please do remember to... uh, you know, make sure everyone has a chance to share and, and really listen with mindfulness when, when someone else is speaking so that you can hear really deeply what, what they have to say. Okay, here you go.
And see. Are you able to join, Bazaar? Welcome back. Looks like everybody's here, I think, yeah. So, what do you think? Anybody want to share? Yeah, Diana. I was just reflecting on, and actually in the group, that uh, I love this practice. I wish we could do more of it. Uh, and just the classic, beautiful uh, wordings. I love the words boundless and immeasurable. Yeah. But I found that, I think maybe it's a function of practice. Uh, my beam wasn't going very far. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it was... It, I think it was more like within a, I really wasn't overdoing it, but it was like a two or three foot radius. I, I didn't have a sense I was going out in infinite ways, but I, I was very satisfied to <laughs> do this. And and then the other thing, I think it's conditioning. I couldn't get out the back very, I couldn't get the back, <laughs> yeah. but I don't do it enough. <laughs> so anyway, it was really enjoyable. And uh and really rewarding. Great. Thank, <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Diana. I think, yeah, I think you pointed to something, you know, sometimes uh, when we're asked to do things like this, you know, radiate from the body in different directions, it, it, feel, it can feel a little artificial or, you know, like we're just kind of making it up. But, um, but I think that's one of the sweet things about Metta is that it, you can use your imagination in it, you know, and it's, uh, and you know, for some different imagery works for different people, and and I'll bet your meta was going out a lot further than three feet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, Susan. Yeah, um, yeah. I had a little trouble with the back, also, <laughs> but in general, it was remarkably easy, and it's kind of. Um, I shouldn't be surprised, but I guess part of me was just surprised how easy it was to do without phrases. Like the low feeling was actually kind of stronger. Uh-huh, I was uh-huh. focusing on the feeling. And also that love doesn't need an object to evoke it. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was kind of like, oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> uh-huh. I gotta, it's kind of profound. Yeah, it is. We can just 
we can just be in a state of love and have it emanate without an object. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that lovely to discover? And actually, that maybe thinking of objects makes it narrower. Yeah, it <laughs> it confines it. You know what the it, as the Buddha spoke about it being more confined. Being, it used to be in a range, and now it's outside that range. I think you know the only love we can feel is our own love, really, isn't it? It's, can we can we actually feel others' loves? I don't know. It probably affects us, but. Yeah, I think, uh, I think we pick up on the vibes. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah, something to think about anyway to consider. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Yeah, Marilyn? My experience was kind of different um, just because it was, this was the first time I had seen this. And so, so of course, my mind starts analyzing. And, um, and different connotations and other sayings from different traditions came in. <laughs> and then I was starting... And what I I actually found it a little hard to I think okay welcome this you know distrust or whatever that's all part of it it doesn't need to impede and it was okay when we we're going just at the beginning starting in fact I actually felt myself yeah I'm getting hot and I don't think it's <laughs> it's you know what's going on I, well okay well let's not get attached to getting hot and then and then I have to say I got when it then when your voice came in again and said, okay, now we're going right. Uh. Just kind of going, <laughs> I destroyed your. <laughs> well, that happens. I, I need to get, I need to figure out how to do that. That happens a lot. But... Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I think we all have to find our own way into uh, how to, how to do this. If we're going to do the radiation practice, you know, th- does it need to go in all directions? Sometimes when I'm doing a practice like this, I'll actually be standing and turn in different directions, kind of the way, you know, you might like some, there's some Native American um, uh, rituals, ceremonies where you move, you actually move your your physical body into the different directions in order to, you know, address them in some way with a blessing or a request. And, and I'll do that sometimes. So, you know, there, or just, you know, just to imagine it going out, whichever way is more comfortable for you, just in the front, you know, or it's because really, if it's unbounded, unlimited, does it matter? It doesn't. I yeah, mean, it doesn't I, am matter. Am I controlling this by, by visualizing? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I told you my mind starts yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> what does unbounded mean to you? You know, so yeah, I think it can appear for in many different forms. It's all uh, it's all in our minds and hearts, anyway. You know. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Anybody else? Yeah, Jerry. But uh, I guess to your point about, uh, you know, um, uh, the only love that we can feel maybe is our own. But I was, uh, some now here, a physician, and I was seeing patients with a 
many of them for the first time that I had not seen in two and a half years, except mm. on video or on the phone as the COVID evolves and uh, I'm in Toronto. And so uh, I was meeting them. And of course, uh, there was almost um, an excitement on both our parts after mm. we hadn't seen each other for two years. And I, I was wearing a mask to, because there were 120 people dying mm -hmm. a week in Toronto, still COVID. So it's not uh, without its uh, consequences and the vulnerable are often those. So uh, between HEPA filters and a window open and masks on, I could, I, I, I didn't know what I looked like, but I could see in patients' eyes that they were excited to see me. Uh -huh. And I and I felt their warmth. Yeah. Uh -huh. It was not just my warmth, but I was feeling their warmth. And so I wouldn't say it was love, but, uh, you know, uh, it's more, but it, it, there was definitely a warmth and almost like uh, a happiness. Uh -huh. like their eyes so uh -huh. yeah yeah that sounds very that sounds very familiar to me i shouldn't have said what i said about only feeling our own love i think that's probably a mistake it's probably not true we can sense anyway the the love in other people's hearts for us yeah uh -huh. thank you yeah and that's that's a lovely story too i mean just just to be able to to meet with people after people who depend on you too, you know, after that much, that much time, it's really, it's really touching. Important. Yeah. Hugh, did you want to say something? We're kind of over time here, but. Oh, uh, you, know, you mentioned sometimes doing this meditation or moving or facing east, facing west. <clears throat> and I think, uh, I find uh, Tai Chi helpful and related to this meditation. The Tai Chi meditation involves sending out what they call Chi. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and we're taught to radiate it out, to, from, uh -huh. to allow it to flow. Yeah. <laughs> it flows out, but it also flows in and, um, to be in touch. In cognitive, almost cognitive awareness of this flow of this chi. And so that's, that's the goal of that meditation. And I think it, it works well with this meditation. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Thanks. There's a similarity there. Great. Thank you all. And, uh, and, uh, May your meta flow, you know, with ease towards yourself and all all beings. I look forward to the next time I join you. <laughs> you can unmute and say goodbye if you like to, to everybody. Thank you, Shirley. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Good night, Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you. So Have a good weekend. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Nice people. Lovely.